Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to Got 'em Coach. The show that brings sneakerheads and ball players together. Now, here's your host with over 200 pairs of sneakers, Tyrone Smith. Yo. 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 Yo, what is going on, man? Hey, look, I've been procrastinating like a mug. I ain't even gonna lie. I've been all over the place. Um, just doing a whole bunch of things that maybe I shouldn't have been doing, but I've been doing anyway, but, uh, you be back on this grind, man, so, uh, forgive me if y'all haven't, if y'all been missing me, I know y'all been missing my voice, I know y'all been missing my voice, I miss my voice sometimes, like, when I'm asleep, and, of course, it ain't no talking when you sleeping, so, uh, unless you're one of them people who talks in their sleep, so when you sleep, and you talking, and I and I can't talk, you know. I'll be missing my voice, man. I'll be having to get up, and I have to I have to say stuff to myself. Like I'll get up, and I'll be like, "What time is it?" And then I'm like, "Man, there go that voice." <laughs> no, I'm just playing, man. That was a little stuck upness, but I'm not really that kind of guy. I'm very very humble. I'm a humble young man, humble young man. But uh, we back on this grind, man. Episode number four, I believe. Four, right? I think it's four. We up there, we up there, we up there somewhere. I can't remember exactly. I think it's, I think it's four though. We, we four, four, yeah, four, right? Four. Okay, we four. <laughs> but um, we back on it, man. I think the last time I was talking to y'all, we was talking about uh, we was talking about the Dallas Mavericks tanking and you know all that, all that stuff that was going on in the organization with Mark Cuban and all that. Um, we was talking about Joe Kim Noah being told not to come back to uh, to the Knicks and all that. So um, this week, the NCAA man, the NCAA is in full effect, man. I, when I mean full effect, I mean it's in full effect, man. Sweet sixteen is here. We getting close to the Elite Eight. There's games going on as I speak to you right now. Don't know the results of any of them. All I know is that my Final Four pick, Michigan. Michigan is still in the running, and a lot of people's hopes got dashed, man. They got dashed the first week of March Madness with uh with Virginia getting smacked up by 
by by a team that I don't even know the name of the, the name of the dang on team. To be honest with you, it was crazy. But um, we going we not gonna talk about the final the the March Madness fiasco because we got bigger fish to fry when it comes to the NCAA. And I think y'all already know where I'm going when I talk about the NCAA. It's been a, it's been a story for many years and years and years on end, and we just gonna we gonna talk about it because it it definitely needs to be talked about. All right, so now that we got that out the way, let's get into this show, man. Episode number four of the show. Where I am by far the greatest sneaker collector you will ever find in life. And I don't say that just to say that. I say it because it's actual facts. And if you don't believe me, go become a $5 backer on Patreon and you can get all them exclusive episodes of Don't Jock My Kicks. It's already two up there. I had so many kicks, I had to split it up into two parts. I need to tell you everything that you need to know. And I just wouldn't cop some heat today. Man, them UNs and the cool collaboration, tough. Super tough. Got them, coach. Yes, yes, yes. And I am your host, Tyrone Smith, a.k.a. Ron to Exclusive, a.k.a. Mr. Hustle Bandy, a.k.a. Mr. Sneaker Bandy, spinning around the world, spinning around the world, brush to my hair, oh, I'm spinning around the world. Daytona 360, alive and in the flesh, and y'all already know. I come to do. I come to give y'all that Dylan Dillinger hot fire, that H E A T. Y'all already know how it go. Hey, look, we ain't gonna do too much talking, man. I think I ain't did enough talking, man. Let's get straight into this episode. Got him, coach. Episode number. We like thirty something deep, to be honest with you. I just restarted the counter. Because reasons. <laughs> so let's get into the episode. Got him coach episode number four. Forget it. <laughs> let's get it. Sit back and relax. Time to have some knowledge dropped on you. Alright, man. So we all into the NCAA. March Madness is upon us. Everything is going crazy. Just as we expect March Madness to be, because it's all a bunch of craziness. Everybody didn't put their final four, they they brackets in who's gonna be the national champion and all that. And um you you have people whose bracket was busted the first game of the tournament. It was crazy. The first game of the tournament and a lot of people's brackets was already busted. So um I didn't fill out a bracket because I already knew my bracket was going to be busted. Michigan right now is keeping me sane. And just because I said Michigan was going to win. I said Michigan, in hindsight, had probably the most momentum, even though they hadn't played in a minute. They had the most momentum um, I, I felt out of any team in the tournament. I felt they was going to take that momentum. Even though they hadn't played in a minute, I felt like it, it really didn't matter that they was going to take that momentum. And do some things with it and, and, and they doing some things with it they just they put the smack it down on texas a&m so many analysts 
was talking about, oh, well, Texas a and they're going to they're gonna wipe the floor with Michigan and this, that, and the third. It, it, it just didn't happen like that. It was the total opposite. Now, they did squeak it out against Houston, which kind of worried me a little bit, made me feel some type of way. Um, it was tough, but we pulled it out. We pulled it out. But um, I don't even want to talk about the, the, the March Madness because I feel like it's a whole nother thing that needs to be talked about when you talk about the NCAA. And this is um, mainly with their, their 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 policies when it comes to these athletes. I feel like their policy is just so screwed up. But to be fair, we're gonna talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the other NCAA. So first of all, let's just talk about exactly what the NCAA is all about. Uh huh. So the NCAA. When we talk about the NCAA, the NCAA mission is to govern competition in a fair, safe, equitable, and sportsmanlike manner and to integrate intercollegiate athletics into higher education so that the educational experience of the student-athlete is paramount. Now, look, going to college is going to college. I mean, for, for a lot of for a lot of students, it's a it's it's for a lot of students, it's a it's a family, it's a family tradition or for some, it might be the first of their uh, of their kind going, first in the family. Uh, for some, it's to pick up a career because you don't know what the heck you want to do once you uh once you leave school. For some, it's to hone in on your skills. For some, in this case, it's to hone, it's to make it to the league, to make it professional. Um, college offers offers a lot of different things. Of course, it offers the opportunity to become graduates, take that 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 knowledge that you got and have long, withstanding careers in your profession. It also gives you the opportunity to have bragging rights with certain situations like this, namely March Madness, meaning that your team, the team that you went to school for, you can rep them to the death. Even you don't even have to have March Madness to rep them to the death. You can just rep them to the death as is. So, college offers so many different things. In, in that hindsight, in that hindsight, it's, it's the opportunity of a lifetime. It's the opportunity of a, life, of a lifetime. It offers you so many different things, whether it's meeting new people, meeting different connections. It's going to help you venture off into your career. It's going to help you in so many different ways. So now... For an athlete, I think the obvious is obvious. Um, well, I don't even know if they're obvious. Um, but let's talk about the advantages of playing collegiate sports. Uh-huh. So the advantages the advantages of playing collegiate sports, I think, is is, is the competition. It's, it's, it's super. It's, it's mainly the competition. I, I don't think it could be anything else other than the competition. Like, um... It, it helps you hone in on your skills. It helps you hone in, depending on how long you stay. Um, it's so much going on with one and dones. I think that there, there's a lot of the one and dones are, are are hurting their growth and are going to the league and figuring out that they're not ready and maybe they needed a couple more years of college. But in hindsight, you're playing, you're playing the best. Well, not so much the best, but you you're, you're playing against legitimate competition. The atmosphere is crazy, crazy hype. Um, you know, it makes you feel like you're playing in a professional game. You feel you're going to get your best from everybody because everybody has the goal of making it to the league. And the only way you're going to be able to make it to the league is if you play your hardest and you play your best. Um, 
and that's just what you have to do uh, to, to to be a, 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 a successful collegiate athlete. Um, another thing that it, it, it brings advantages of, it just brings advantages of, you know, repping your school or repping wherever, whatever, you know. Um, you get that, you get that sense of a pride, you know, when you can, when you can beat your, 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 your in-state rival or your out-of-state rival. Um, you know, you can walk around campus as the man because you were able to do something that maybe a team that maybe a team hasn't been able to do in, in five years or 10 years, or 20 years. You were able to do that and you can walk around with that sense of accomplishment as to say, look, we was a part of the team that defeated such and such streak. We was a part of the team. We beat this team for the first time in, 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 in school history. So... And that hindsight, it's so many different advantages of being a collegiate athlete. And I think it's more so with the fact that you get to rep your city. You get to rep you get to rep the city that you're going to school in. You get to rep your school. You get to you get to get bragging rights whenever you do something well against in-state rivals or rivals of or rivals in general. And if you really want to hone in on your craft and decide to stay two, three years in school to prepare yourself for the league, it gives you the opportunity to get coached, get the basic fundamentals down that you need, and play against top-notch competition, and to come out and be ready when your name is called on draft night to immediately contribute to an NBA team. Now, that's the advantages, I think, of being a collegiate athlete. On top of being able to get your degree if you decide to go that far. So, let's talk about the disadvantages of being a collegiate athlete. Uh-huh. Now, to me, the disadvantages, I think it's obvious and simple. Um, You're exploited. You're super exploited as a collegiate athlete. You have all of these things that come about, and, and the school is making all this money off of you, and you don't get a piece of the pie, which is unfortunate. Um, Think about the Fab Five, for example. The Fab Five made Harachis very very popular they made black socks very very popular even to the point where the school was selling black socks black shirts and everything black related it was making a profit off of what the fab five was able to do in terms of setting a cultural example and they didn't get a cut of it they make these jerseys and you know they don't get a cut of that at one point in time ea sports was making collegiate games with the players likeness in the college athletes wasn't getting a part of that so unfortunately the disadvantage of being a collegiate athlete is all about money these schools make billions and billions of dollars in admission and everything like that and the one, more often than not one of the first things that you see on your college um literature is something sports related like for example, when I was getting ready to attend, I was I had aspirations, or I was getting ready to attend the University of Miami. I was going to go, I was going to try to attend right after high school until I decided to take a year off, you know, to kind of get my mind right and everything like that. So I had initially put in an um, application to go to the University of Miami, and when they sent me literature back to check out the different programs, the first thing that I seen was the University of Miami football team now i'm not a football player <laughs> i'm not that big so i don't know i don't know if football would really entice me but you have to also think at the time when miami was 
a powerhouse at one point in time. They were, you know, they were that deal. Like that was the selling point that the school was was selling to these potential students. That look, University of Miami. You can come to all the Miami games. You can get all the girls. You know, you know, you can wear all your clothes. And then that and the third, and you know, you can see great product because our team never really loses. And that's where that's where they sell you. But when all it, when these colleges, it, when these when these athletic venues is making all this money, the athletes aren't getting none of the money. And I just feel like that's really really unfortunate if you're an athlete because I feel like if if you're gonna play for this team and you and you go hard for the you go hard for the university, you play your heart and your soul out for these for these universities, you know, to get recognition. To make it to the NCAA tournament, to make it to the college football uh, playoff, to make it to these ball games, to make it to, you know, Frozen Fours and all this other different stuff, to go to the Olympics, to represent your country. When you represent your country, you also represent the school that you go to. Um, so, to do all this representing, going hard for these universities, and the most that they really can get, the most that they get out of it is uh, education. And then you have to really look at it because, in particular, basketball, you're not really, you're not really going to school to get an education. You're going to school because you have to be at least 19 years old to be eligible for the draft. So you have to, you have to go somewhere. And most aren't going overseas because reasons. But most aren't going to go overseas, and most go to college for one year to fulfill that obligation before they decide to embark on a chance of going to the league. And it's it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate that they make all this money and and, and get nothing from it, nothing from it. Um, I just I look at I look at and then I look at these students. I look at all these students who take. Who take uh, this all this money from these uh, different agencies? Like Dennis Smith Jr., he took a seventy-three thousand five hundred dollar loan from a sports agency with the intent of signing with him when he got drafted, but he never signed with him. Um, Isaiah Whitehead, guard from the Brooklyn Nets, took a thirty-seven thousand dollar loan when he was in Seton Hall. Markel Folks was the first overall pick in the NBA draft. He took a ten thousand dollar loan when he was at Washington. Um, Eric Davis is a forward at the Te- University of Texas. A junior took a fifteen hundred dollar payment from ASM Services. Um, DeAndre Ayton, the center from Arizona, allegedly took a hundred thousand dollars to play at the University of Arizona. Like you have to, you look at this and it, it, it looks bad. Yes, it looks bad. Like you shouldn't be accepting no money. Rules are rules at the end of the day. And as ridiculous as the college rules are. I mean, they're rules, and you have to abide by those rules. But at the same time, you're not giving these athletes nothing other than free room and board, free lunch, and that's it. They can't they can't accept money because now, now the NCAA is coming down their throat with in, in proper use of funds. So you, it's, it's unfortunate. It's really, really unfortunate. And, um... Sometimes you just take the money because you need it. You gotta really think of where a lot of these kids come from. Like they come from the bottom. Like basketball, football, all these sports are are, are their way out. It's their way out. Not only is it their way out, but it's also their way out and to help their parents see a better life. Kevin Garnett, for example, 
I'll, I'll use Kevin Garnett as, as an example. When he was making his decision to go to the NBA, he looked at the fact that his mom, him and his mom was about to get kicked out of their apartment. It was going to be out on the street. So when you have a situation where you have an opportunity to potentially make millions and millions of dollars or to go to college and make nothing, what are you going to do? Of course, you're going to take you're going to take the millions and millions of dollars. Now, now you have you don't have the option of going straight to the league from high school. You have to go for a year. So now, when you when you going for a year, you, you know, parents still struggling. You know, you might you may be in a situation where you're in a home. You have you have everything that you need. You don't have to worry about lights being turned off. You don't have to worry about food on your plate. None of that. You don't have to worry about that. But your parents. Or whoever you know, whoever your main, your family is, they still have to worry about potentially having their lights cut off. They have to potentially worry about having an eviction notice put on their door and being kicked out of the place. They have to worry about you know wondering where things are going to come from. They have, they still have to worry about these things, and you know you don't have to worry about it so much. And this is just a reality. Um, and this is why these basketball players, this is why these athletes take this money. To make sure not only that they can, you know, maybe buy a pair of jeans or a shirt or maybe some tennis shoes, but they make sure that maybe that 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 past due notice that that got put on the door for the for the electric bill, maybe that goes away because they were able to make the payment, or that eviction notice goes away because they were able to make the payment, or they don't have to worry about the uh, the tow truck riding around the um, the parking lot because. They were able to pay this month's car note. So, I don't blame them. I mean, I understand rules are rules, but at the same time, you can't blame them for doing exactly what they feel they need to do to make sure that, you know, that they not only can they do things for themselves, but to make sure that their people can eat and make sure that their people are straight. You can't blame them. And then a a lot of the opportunities are just brought upon by a lot of different boosters like um Devin Devin Shapiro um he was a, a big time booster at the University of Miami party with all the big time stars he started a, a sports agency when Vince Wilford uh, got drafted um and you know Vince Wilford promised him a big lump sum of payment uh if he signed with the agency this day and the third um he orchestrated a $930 million Ponzi scheme from 2002 to 2010. Um, and he provided such great hurricanes such as Vince Wilford, John Beeson, Entre Rowe, Devin Hester, Willie McGinnis, and Sean Taylor. He provided them money so that they can do the essentials. Put food on the table, um, buy themselves some clothes if they need some clothes, uh, make sure mom is good. All of the, the uh, all of the things that they need to do to make sure that they can you know survive and make sure that their people can survive. Um, big money Ed Martin. Uh, he was a big time booster at the University of Michigan. He took players such as Jalen Rose, Chris Chris Weber, uh, Robert Tractor Trailer, and Lewis Bullock. He took them under his wing, and gave them money to be able to do the same thing, to be able to take care of themselves, and make sure that they had a couple dollars if they wanted to grab something. Make sure they had a couple dollars if they wanted to buy themselves a pair of pants. Give them a couple dollars if they wanted to buy their own jersey. How about that? Like, <laughs> how about that? Like, let's let's not. Like, oh man, the 
NCAA gets over so much on these players. Like, you can't even get compensation for your own jersey. Like, why? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's unfortunate. And, and, and it's not fair. And I think that's one that's one of the that's the biggest disadvantage of the NCAA. Because it's like, okay, we know that these athletes aren't going to school for the for the right reason. I mean, you have some you said a hundred you said a hundred basketball athletes now. And let's just say let's say they all tied for for for, for the, the top rank in the ESPN top one hundred. You said a hundred of those athletes down. How many of them athletes do you legitimately think are going to play all four years at their college of their choosing with the intentions of get, possibly getting a degree and possibly going to start a career in the degree that they get? I would say 15. That's 85 other players who will go one year to a college to go to the league to ensure they get guaranteed money when they sign that guaranteed contract because all NBA contracts are guaranteed and not have to worry about where next meals are going to come, where roofs going to come. They're going to be able to like, buy them a nice house, a better car, this, that, the third. And they do this because they know that they're not getting any money from the NCAA. They're not getting any money from the schools, and I think if the colleges would just just give them just give them give them something, like maybe five to seven hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? A month. You know, if you give them that, then I think you will have a lot more a, a, a higher rate of maybe kids staying in school and, and and wanting to play in school because now you're getting compensated for it. But that's the ugly part. Uh, uh, no, you know what? Yeah, that's the uh, that's the that's the ugly part. That's the bad part of the NCAA. So now, I want to talk about the ugliness of the NBA because, man, it gets ugly. Uh huh. All right. So when we talk about the ugliness of the, uh, of the NCAA, I look at the NCAA and I feel like they get too much attention on things that shouldn't be attention worthy and what i mean by that is when you watch espn you more often than not when it's recruiting day you better believe that they got cameras everywhere with oh where is such and such gonna go what's where such and such is gonna go he's gonna go here he's gonna go here um you know the university of clemson recruited this guy since he was in Eight years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like these networks and these social media websites, like, look at Ball is Life. Now, I love Ball is Life. Don't get me wrong. I think Ball is Life is excellent. But when you have Ball is Life and they're going to these high school games and they're watching Zion, right? And, 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 and Zion is killing, killing. And now he gets all this attention from NBA stars and all these other people, right? When you go to college, you're going to feel entitled because you're going to say, look, I was in high school and I got all these accolades and I got all this and this and that and this and the third and everything else because I was the guy and ball is life was, was at every game recording my game or I was on TV and you know, you know, when I recruited to Duke, um, ESPN was right there. 
know, everybody was right there with a camera in my face. I feel like social, the social media websites and and the networks themselves, I think they make these players a type. Like, there should be no way that uh, um, where you're going to school, I think that shouldn't that shouldn't be broadcast. Like, who cares? Like, it's college. Like. Like, who cares? Like, you're not going to broadcast. You're not going to bring ESPN if they decide to go to, if they decide to go all four years and graduate. You're not going to bring them in then. Um, so I just think, I think that these platforms, I think these platforms abuse the kids. And I think that the, these platforms make the kids feel privileged and makes them feel as if they're invincible and makes them feel like, Everything should go their way, and that's what I personally feel. Like I really, really personally feel it. And then, and I touch on it more. The way these institutions use and abuse athletes is ridiculous. Um, you know, just putting them in games and not giving them compensation. You know, putting them on literature when you're supposed to be selling your academic prowess when you're in school, but you have your basketball team or your football team or your baseball team when you have that on the front of the cover of your of, of the literature. Like you, you know exactly what you're doing. You're not selling your you're not you're not selling your academics. You're selling your athletics because you know the college students are going to want to support the best, and that's just what it is. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I ain't said it's unfortunate like six times, but the NCAA is really, really unfortunate because I don't like the fact of how they use and abuse these college athletes. It's not fair. It's not fair at all. It's not fair at all. It makes me, it, it made me write, think of a comment that Steve Kerr made where he said that uh, D1 athletes should have the opportunity, or athletes in general, Undergrad athletes should have the opportunity to go back to school if they aren't drafted by the NBA. And I like that idea. I love that idea because you're going to have a lot of one and dones who are going to go to the league or who's going to get undrafted and, and their confidence is going to be shattered to the point where they're not even going to want to play basketball no more. To the point where now, if you don't play basketball, where is your, where is your fallback? Because... You were one and done. You stayed one year at the university and you decided to go to the NBA. Now you don't have anything to fall back on. Where do you go from here? So I love that idea. And then I, I read an idea where the NCAA president potentially said that players would, should be able to have, they should they would be able to make money. It won't be from the NCAA, but they can get endorsements. Now, while that plan does sound good in hindsight, Here's what I here's what I think personally. If you get a player, your top five players, like your starting five, they're, they're probably going to get a good chunk of the endorsements because you know they're the ones who's seen on TV the most. Think about that 12th man or that 13th man on the bench, right? They're not really seeing the floor. So if I'm an if I'm a if I'm a small if I'm a business or a company, I'm not going to want to invest in that player because. My return on investment isn't going to turn isn't going to turn up because he's not on the floor or she's not on the floor or they're not on the floor. But the top athletes, they're always on the floor. You talk about friction and, 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 and corrosion in the locker room. That would definitely do it. That would definitely do it because now that 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 big time athlete who who may got an endorsement with Nike is now looked at he may have a horrible game and you can't take him out because 
or he's gonna feel some type of way if he if he take if if he's taken out of the game because he needs certain minutes to reach certain a certain level of money or this that and the third. So it makes uh, it makes sense, but I don't think it's an idea that should go through because it is it's gonna cause a lot of tension within the locker room, and I think college college is already tense enough. When you got the student athletes and everything like that, and then you have to continue the tradition of winning, and you you have to do all of these different things, and if you if if you like a let's say like you're a Michigan State and you lose 15 games, you're not hot. You are the the the, the, the worst of the worst right now, and um, you know you you'll be vilified. You'll be vilified. Uh, all the sports talk radios, people like myself, we will get on you and we will never let up. It could be 20 years down the line and we'll still talk about you. <laughs> so, um, that's what I think. I mean, you know, ultimately, like I said, they just make all this money and they, and they don't give they don't give nothing. And, you know, I just think social media and, 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 and these big time networks, I think they 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 they're, they're adding grease to the fire. By you know just making scrutinizing where they go into school and all this other stuff and putting the games on national television like like it's giving them maybe it's, it's overexposing them to where they they're gonna feel spoiled and feel like everything everything that they do should go that way when it shouldn't be that way like you should really have to work hard like you should have to really grind for yours and that's how I feel now. Here's a good question. Can the NCAA denounce their corrupt ways? Uh-huh. Now, personally, I don't think you can denounce it. Like, I feel like you're screwed either way. You're screwed either way. Let's say you decide you want to pay the male athletes or, or maybe the male basketball players or whoever. Maybe you want to pay them a lump sum. And then you say, all right, the badminton players, the, the swimmers, tennis players you know we'll pay you this amount title nine it's not gonna happen um it's not gonna happen and then let's 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 just let's say you decide to play the players right let's decide you decide to give them some money let's say the university decides to give them some money all right so you want to make a run for the national championship next year but your top three uh players are, 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 are going to leave to go to the NBA draft. Now, you just paid them. Now, I'm like, look, let's, let's ship them an extra $50,000 to come back and play for this issue. So, that's not allowed. <laughs> that's illegal. And, um, you know, you'll get in trouble for it. So, I just think, I think either way, um, you can't denounce. You can't denounce the corrupt, the corrupt ways, and I don't even think you can make the NCAA great again. Like bringing in all the, bringing in the big time superstars and, and professional sports, it's not gonna help. You know, the the the, the NCAA is still gonna be corrupt. Either way, either way it goes, they're still gonna be corrupt, and you can't shake it. It's unfortunate, but you simply can't shake it. There's, I don't think there's anything that you can do at this point to make it anything better. If you decide to pay them, you give them a lump sum, well, that's still not going to be a lump sum because they're, they're still making millions and millions of dollars. Three college football teams are worth over a billion dollars. They're like 15, 20 team basketball teams that are worth 20 plus million. So 
either way it go, you 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 still giving players a, a, a little a little chunk of the pie when they should maybe get half of the pie or quarter of the pie. Um, so I don't either way it go. I don't think it's any way that you can shake it to where you know the NCAA look good at any kind of way. I don't think you can do it. Um, so that's it, man. That's it. <laughs> that is it. I, I said everything that I needed to say. Um, the NCAA is screwed. The NCAA is screwed. The only thing that saves them is March Madness. And they have really good season games because the, the kids really play hard. And, and they really want to prove themselves. And, um, and, and the competition is way better than the NBA. In, the NBA competition because in the NBA... Once you get that, once you get that two, that that five-year, hundred and fifty-five million-dollar contract, that's it. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not playing. You, you're not playing. You're not legitimately playing for nothing. You know what I'm saying? You already got the big money, so that's what you're going. You're going, you're going you to play enough to where they don't try to buy you out. But you ain't about to really play hard because you just played for everything that you wanted. You wanted that big contract, and you got it. So. uh... That's been episode number four of the NCAA Good, Bad, and Ugly. Um, if you are a patron, you will be able to see behind-the-scenes access of me producing the show, making this show happen. Um, I think you get get a lot of good directive on how it is I go about in terms of making these episodes. Um, I think it's really, really dope. Really, really dope. Um, you know, just to kind of see somebody working at their craft and you know seeing how they go about their craft and doing everything that they can to make sure that the craft is done the right way. Um, it's a definite, definite watch. If you are a $2 back of the patron, you will be able to see that it's behind the scenes uh, access of me creating the show. Um, so make sure y'all check that out. Uh, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell two friends who know five friends, who know 15 friends, who may know 30 friends. Check out patreon.com slash exclusive breakdown. Um, you know, you get a lot of dope perks if you decide to join the team. Um, not so much if you get a dollar, you know, you'll get my thank you. <laughs> and that'd be you supporting the exclusive breakdown um, show and the Ghana Coast brand. But if you get $2, you know, you'll see your names and the credits and all that other good stuff. Um, $5, it gets you certain things. $10, no, I take that back. You took the $10 one out. What do you take? Took the $10. Yeah, so it's just the one dollar, two dollar, the five dollar one, the twenty five dollar, and the fifty dollar uh, packages that you'll be able to uh, get. No more ten dollars. We, we took the ten dollar ones and we combined that with some of the five dollar ones. And you gotta change, go back and change the. I gotta go back and change some of the five dollar ones because I ain't like some of the things that I had in the ten dollar ones to put in the five dollar ones. There was a lot. There was a lot going on there. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, this has been episode number four of Got a Coach. So, yeah, man. I'm your host, Tom Smith, and I'll holler at y'all, man. Peace. You just got the heat. heat. Thanks for the support. It's greatly appreciated. Tune in next week for another episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 